I'm Sam Carter. And I'm Dean Lowry. This is Carter and Lowry. Let's get started. Welcome to Carter and Lowry, episode number 62. And we finally had the man, Miles Harb, to talk about the national championship. Georgia winning it all, 33-18 against Alabama. And uh, enough questions. It's time just to give Miles Harb the mic. Miles, go. You know, I'm proud of our team. Um, I think the difference maker really was our defense. I I love Stetson Bennett, especially the whole flip phone meme and the raising canes and everything that's going on with him. But I really think JT Daniels would have embarrassed Alabama. Stetson Bennett kind of just helped win the game. He didn't. He definitely didn't lose the game, but he didn't win the game. The defense was a difference maker, but. Now JT Daniels is going to the transfer portal, which kind of sucks because now we're going to have a freshman starting at quarterback next year. But, you know, I think that we have enough depth, enough talent to come back and win it all again next year. I do think Alabama is going to be a better team, but I think it's really about who plays better on what day. Example, the SEC championship. Um, But, you know, I'm just happy. I was screaming. I ordered a big wall flag. Says national champions on it, so that's pretty exciting. One order, like the you know the like Sports Illustrated magazine, mm-hmm. they have like a cover of it with like Stetson kissing the trophy and it's framed, but it's like too much money. But I really want to buy it, so I might fold on that one. But yeah, I'm just I'm a happy camper, and mm-hmm. and I'm happy that Kirby is already out on recruiting trips. Like I saw a video of Dabo sledding yesterday, and I was like. Wow, Dabo Sledding and Kirby's out there getting people to come play. There's a reason that Clemson is lackluster. But you know what? That's a talk for another day. Wow. And uh, Sam, uh, do you have anything to say in the miles? Maybe an apology for picking Alabama? Uh, no, I don't. You know, I mean, especially after that last comment, you know, Miles, I'm going to say this like a week ago. I was, I was actually happy for you. I'm not I'm not going to say I was happy for Georgia and Georgia fans as a whole, but I was happy for you. But you just ruined that. Okay? <laughs> that's that's gone. That's out the window. Um I think that that all teams are coming after Georgia now. Georgia's a team to beat. Um, oh, I still think the team to beat's Alabama. Well, they're going to be better than us next year. They're going to be the best team next year again. Well, hopefully they'll beat you. They probably will, sadly. Mm. Well, uh, just looking, you know, at the actual game, uh, Miles, obviously, you know, just take us through the emotions of the fumble. Um, was it the right call? How are you feeling about it? Just just kind of break that down for me. Well, you know, I think it was the right call. I think at that point in the game, my mind was thinking, oh, great, here we go again. Because, you know, we kept it close the whole game. And then something happened. It gave some Alabama some momentum, but the defense stepped it up. Stetson came through, and we won the game. And then the the pick six, Keely Ringo pick six. Oh my gosh, I was going crazy. I lost my voice on that one play. Like I wasn't even yelling the whole game because I was sick. And my mom was like, "If you're yelling, then you're not sick." And then everyone just started freaking out. Like I could hear my mom downstairs. My dad was asleep and woke up and just watched it and started yelling. So yeah, it was. It's pretty exciting. Mm. 
so as we look ahead, um, as you guys are talking about it, you know, you guys believe that Alabama is going to be the best team. Um, but Sam, um, I'm going to ask you: Do you think Clemson next year will be prepared to rival uh, the teams like Georgia and Alabama? Um, yeah, I think that that um, last year was just sort of, you know, an off year. Um, I think DJ is going to finally come into his own. I don't think he'll be obviously as good as Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson. Um, but I, I think that maybe not make the playoffs, but uh, a New Year's Six Bowl, I think, is a possibility. Mm. And, uh, Miles, uh, we just want to say congratulations to the Georgia Bulldogs. I'm sorry that I picked Alabama. I'm going to say I'm sorry because, you know, I uh, I really doubted Georgia uh, after all the mistakes. And, uh, you know, just tell me, Miles, uh, does it make up for 2018? Yeah, I, w- I would say so. Hmm. At least for me. Maybe wow. not for some old guy that graduated 30 years ago that hasn't seen the championship in 41 years. But for me, uh, 16, uh, it's it's good. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, the sweetness of uh, championship glory uh, for Georgia, and uh, you know, just Sam. You know, looking you know really at this game, you know, what stands out to you? Obviously, Miles talked about the defense, uh, but what stands out to you that really, you know, led Georgia to victory? And you know, how has Alabama you got to change in order to uh, you know be able to beat them next year? Um, you know. I think um, one thing, you know, I I didn't really notice anything with Alabama, but what I noticed with Georgia, like, um, I feel like, Dean, you talked about the moment being too big for Stetson Bennett, and I think that his poise, more so than anything that they did on offense, was, was really important. Um, like, just not letting that fumble get to him. I think that was probably the biggest thing that I saw. Hmm. Well, uh, a great game that will go down uh, in, you know, just the annals of, uh, you know, college football. And uh, Miles or Sam, any final thoughts on this college football season? Alabama is going to be the team to beat next year. Ohio State will be pretty good, but Georgia's lost like six of 11 starters on defense to the draft already. I think I've seen two or three come back, but yeah, they're they're gonna be the team to beat. The number eight NC State Wolfpack are the team to beat. Maybe in the ACC. Yeah, in the ACC. All right. Well, that is gonna do it for this college football season on Card and Lowry, and we'll be right back with some NBA. Sorry, NFL. <laughs> Welcome back to Carlin Lowry and our NFL segment. And uh, for the first time, uh, well, I guess not the first time, um, but the second time after last year, we had the Super Wildcard Weekend uh, with six games on Wildcard Weekend, including this year one game on Monday night. Uh, that was the uh, Rams against the Cardinals this year. Um, but a lot of drama, a lot of blowouts uh, in these six games, and we're going to take you right through it. Um, we gave our predictions last week, but I'm going to give – uh, the NFC scores, and then Sam will give you the AFC scores. And uh, starting us off in the NFC, you got the Bucks dominated the Eagles, thirty-one to fifteen uh, on Sunday, 
and the Cowboys narrowly losing the 49ers 23-17. A questionable uh, call uh, on third down uh, from by the Cowboys to go with a QB sneak uh, with 12 seconds left in the game. They did not get another playoff, and uh, the Rams blew out the Cardinals 34-11 on Monday night. Uh, so Sam, why don't you take us to the uh, AFC games? So in the AFC, <laughs> um, sadly, the Chiefs did destroy the Steelers, um, uh, and then the Buffalo Bills absolutely annihilated the Patriots. Josh Allen had quite the game, um, and then the Bengals uh, narrowly beat the, the uh, Raiders on Saturday. Yeah, you know, looking at the uh, if you look at like the drive summaries, it was it was uh, all uh, touchdowns uh, for the Bills, and then a kneel on their last drive. Um, so just incredible stuff there from the Bills. They're going to be a tough team to beat. And uh, so now we turn to our predictions uh, for next week. And uh, first, uh, I got to mention that I did win the last week. I'm in the lead. I'm four and two. Sam went three and three. I think he lost some points because you know you, he went with the pick of the Steelers for you know being a fan. But I think that he knew the Chiefs were going to win. Yeah. Um. So sad to see that go that way. Um. But next week, um, the first game we're going to look at is the Packers uh, taking on the 49ers, a classic matchup. Sam, who you got? Um, I've got to go with the Packers just because they had that bye. Yeah, I'm definitely going to agree with you. You know, a very strong team. I think Aaron Rodgers is looking for vengeance and vindication. Uh, that's some great alliteration right there, by the way. Um, but he is really, I think he's just so pumped up to f- fulfill not, I mean, he's already won a Super Bowl, but kind of end his career in Green Bay, I think, uh, on the high note. And I think the 49ers kind of used all their, uh, you know, all all their bullets um, in that game, um, the game they played last week. And I just think that you know, they're not going to have enough uh, to take down the Packers in Lambeau. It's definitely going to be cold. Um, but, you know, we'll just have to see. And uh, the next game, Sam, uh, the Buccaneers taking on the Rams. Um, this one's tough. I, I'm still going to, actually, I'm going to go with the Rams just because the, uh, the Bucks are kind of injured. Um, and I think Sean McVay wants to take down, uh, Tom Brady. Mm. And, uh, I'm going to go in the opposite direction. I learned last year, never pick against Tom Brady. I did like every, I did think I did it every week. They, you know, they still won. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, I guess not. You just, you know, it's just the way it goes sometimes. And uh, you know, I think that you know it's going to be a close game. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Rams have a very you know, great offense. I think the Bucks, you know, obviously have Tom Brady. So I think it's going to be a high scoring game. And I look for this one to be the best matchup um, out of these four on uh, this uh, divisional round weekend. Uh, but turning to the AFC, Sam, you got the Titans uh, taking on the Bengals. Who you got? Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go in a little bit of a different direction. And I'm going to go with the Bengals just because I don't know how great the Titans are. Um, obviously, uh, Derrick Henry's back, but I don't know if he's completely healthy. So I got to go with the Bengals on this one. Yeah, the Bengals have looked uh, completely explosive. Uh, Joe Burrow playing great alongside Jamar Chase. And um, I think that, you know, they have a lot of firepower. And their defense really showed me something. I wasn't expecting much out of them. They showed me something really slowing down of the Raiders in their tracks. We have a very high-powered offense as well. 
Um, so I got to give this one to the Bengals. I just the questions about Derrick Henry just you know they scared me away from picking the Titans in this one because I really think they backed in the number one seat. I think that you know the best five teams um, in the AFC um, are really pretty much pretty comparable uh, to each other. Uh, but the last game, Sam, uh, the Chiefs uh, taking on the Bills. So you got. It. I got to go with the Bills. Um, they easily look like the best team um, in the AFC. Uh, the Chiefs did play well against the Steelers, but still, the Buffalo Bills just look really, really good. Sam, what are you doing, man? It's got to be the Chiefs. You never pick against the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Um, they no, have man. proven that that stadium is just such a difficult place to play, especially in the playoffs, and uh, I think that, you know, the Chiefs uh, are just going to roll um, over the uh, Buffalo Bills in this one. Not, I don't think they're going to break away at the end. I don't think it's going to be a complete blowout, but I'm thinking a two-touchdown victory for the Chiefs. Wow. Um, it's just going to be too much, but, you know, the Bills are tough, and, uh, you know, they're definitely as good as the Chiefs, but I think the home field advantage and the experience, the championship experience, um, will get them uh, over the hump here. And uh, I think that uh, yeah, this is going to be a great game up until the fourth quarter, and the Chiefs are going to break away and uh, win by a couple of touchdowns. Uh, but that's going to do it uh, for our NFL segment. Sam, any final thoughts? No. Nope. I'll be right back with some NBA. And uh, they did it. Um, that's all I got to say to open this one up. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets finally, after six years and after 16 straight games, have taken down the Philadelphia 76ers. You know, give them a big hand. They did it on the road. Held them under 100 points. Great job, Hornets. Uh, then they come back in the next game. They lose the worst team in the NBA yeah. after having an eight-point lead in the fourth quarter. Um, I was I was livid um, after at this during this one. I'm still upset about it. Um, but you know they came back on a high note and beat the Knicks in Madison Square Garden on Martin Luther King Day. And uh, Miles Bridges had 22 in the first quarter yesterday. Uh, awesome to see a classic Madison Square Garden performance from him. Uh, no Lamella yesterday. He had a non-COVID illness, but he should be back uh, for the Hornets next game. Um, but, Sam, I just got to ask you, um, you know, don't you know, really hit us with the player that we get the goal. Just tell me, uh, what do you, how do you assess this week? Does the two wins, do they cancel out the loss uh, in your eyes? Because you wanted the Hornets to go 3-0 last week. Um. I mean, these are two really good wins, um, but, you know, it doesn't matter who you beat. Uh, it just matters that you win. Um, oh. So I'm going to say we just gained a, a, a win this week, and then one of the wins cancels out with the loss. But, you know, okay. this, this Magic game, you really have to win that, and I really hope it does not come back to bite us uh, later yeah. in the season. Well, uh, despite uh, that uh, blunder, the Hornets are only uh, four games out of the lead in the Eastern Conference. However, they still are sitting uh, at solo seventh. Um, so they could make a move because their next seven games, uh, they play against teams who have a worse record than them. Uh, they still have a pretty solid record, so you know, still got to play some decent teams. But you know, maybe some hope to make a run uh, at the top of the Eastern Conference teams. I can't believe I'm saying that right now, um, but it is realistic uh, for that to happen. And uh, next week, the Hornets will take on the Celtics on Wednesday on ESPN. They're 23-22. and 22. They'll take on the Thunder at home and then the Hawks at home. Uh, the Thunder are 14-29. and 29, The Hawks are 18-25. and 
But Sam, why don't you give us our uh, goal for the next week? Um, I think that two and one is a reasonable goal. You have to beat the Thunder, um, and then win against either the Celtics or the Hawks, and then drop either one of those. So, I think that you know you really want to get two wins out of this week. Yeah, the combination of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum has always been a tough matchup uh, for the Hornets. Um, but Mossbridge is doing a good job uh, guarding Jason Tatum in the past couple matchups. Um, you know, obviously, you know they had the the double overtime, or was it overtime loss to the Celtics? Yeah, back in it was overtime. Yeah, and uh, you know that still stings, but you can get him back. National television, you know, a chance to really shine uh, on this uh, little quick road trip uh, to the Northeast. Um, but you know, I agree with Sam. I think two and one is a reasonable goal next week. And Sam, why don't you give us our player of the week last week? Um, this is tough. Um, I think our player of the week has to be Miles Bridges. Hmm. Um, you know, with his performance last night or yesterday rather against the Knicks, um, without Lamelo Ball. I think that he really stepped into those shoes as being the the lead guy, and I think he proved why he deserves to be an all-star. Whoa. <laughs> bold words from Sam Carter. But, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, that all-star voting is still going on uh, with the all-star game about a month away. Um, but, you know, maybe he's making his case. He's definitely in the conversation. Uh, but now it's time to have a conversation about the top dogs uh, in each conference. And uh, some actual changes this week, uh, but the Bulls still remain on top at 27-15. and 15. The Nets are uh, one game behind them. Um, and then you got the Heat at 27-16. and 16. Um, And then the Cavs at 27-18. and 18. They come in at uh, fourth place in the East. So Sam, why don't you take us to the West? So in the West, the Phoenix Suns have claimed the top for now at 34-9. and nine. And then the Golden State Warriors at 31-12. and 12. Then the Memphis Grizzlies, their first move in a while, and they move up. They're in third at 31 and 15, and then the Jazz at 29 and 15. And looking at the Dean's list um, for this next uh, week, uh, you got the Suns at Mavericks. That's a critical playoff matchup. Um, we potentially could be a playoff matchup in the playoffs um, Thursday uh, at 7.30, and then you got the Jazz at the Warriors on Sunday at 8.30. And then Sam, um, maybe I have with me, uh, you, and you, um, you know, maybe in Charlotte, um, one of the most knowledgeable people about sneakers, and uh, I can't wait to talk to you about Lamella Ball sneaker. That is the Buzz City uh, Lamella Ball ones. Uh, they come out on February fourth. We talked about this not on the podcast, and uh, just tell me what you think about it. Um, I'm pulling up a picture right now. You know, I mean, the the shoe is really cool. Um, I don't particularly like the color. I don't like how they're black. Um, mm. But, you know, I think that they look like they'd be fun to play in. Okay. Um, you know, I'm not really a basketball shoe I wouldn't even say I'm an expert. Oh, but you yeah. know, I but you know I could definitely see him wearing these. Maybe not myself, 
Um, but yeah, they're cool. All right. Well, uh, they, they've been given the same quarter uh, seal of approval, um, but those will come out uh, in stores on February the 4th. And uh, interesting to see, you know, I think this year, really, if you watch uh, the Hornet games, you know, there's been a lot of fans, um, even in Madison Square Garden yesterday, with the uh, Hornet stuff on. I think it's finally, the Hornets are finally becoming popular on a national scale again. I think that will only grow if they make the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, honestly, I've never met a Hornets fan that is not from Charlotte. And I think that's about to change soon uh, with this new team. And I'm very excited. Um, but, you know, we can only wait because um, there's a ton of basketball left to play. Uh, but, Sam, any final thoughts? Nope. All right, that's going to do it for our NBA segment. We'll be right back with some college basketball. All right, welcome back uh, to Cardin Lowry. And uh, we are back with our college basketball segment. And if you like madness, let me tell you, this week was crazy. I know there's been a lot going on with the NFL and the NBA, but college basketball is just heating up as we turn to February. And uh, let me just tell you, let me just jump into last week. Number one Baylor losing twice at home, the first time that's ever happened to a number one team in history. On Saturday, number 10 Michigan State, number 19 Texas Tech, Number 12, LSU. Number 24, Alabama. And number 5, USC. All lose to unranked teams. Um, five in one day. I mean, the craziness uh, just been there. And then an epic game. Purdue beating Illinois in double overtime last night. And, uh, you know, Sam, I got to ask you. You know, there's been a lot of craziness over the past week. Um, what do you think of it? Are you a fan or are you not? I'm totally a fan. Um, you know, this – I feel like this has kind of been – the theme with college basketball over the past few years. Um, you know, like the regular season has not really mattered, like totally. Right. Obviously it's so. important. Um, but, you know, it's it's like people really only care about the tournament and then a little bit about the conference tournaments. But when you have stuff like this going on in one weekend, it, it really – brings like a spotlight to the regular season mm. with these tournament-like games. Yeah, um, I completely agree with you. And, uh, you know, the AP poll has had a difficult time uh, judging all these teams. But if you haven't noticed, Auburn has slipped into the number two spot, traditionally a football school. But they're just not losing in a tough uh, SEC this year. And uh, if you are like myself, and like Sam mentioned, you say, I'm a fan of the NCAA tournament. I don't normally watch um, any college basketball regular season, every morning I suggest you check in uh, with uh, Shelby, no less than if he doesn't give one. Um, he is a bracketologist for USA Today, and every day on his website, Bracket, uh, W-A-G, um, he'll give you um, you know the, his complete bracket. He'll update it every single day, and you can just check that for two minutes every day. And I think it's been great for me because I, I don't have time um, to watch you know a college basketball game you know, and the Hornets. Um, every night. Um, so I think it's a great resource. And I think it really gives you a complete picture of college basketball as it stands right now. And, uh, you know, we'll be referencing that as we move close to the tournament. And, uh, you know, I just think it's a great, you know, little check in every day. Uh, but enough rambling. Uh, next week, we got number eight, Wisconsin taking on number 14, Michigan State. Great Big Ten battle there. Uh, number two, Auburn with a real test against number 12, Kentucky and Oscar Shibway, uh, who dominated Armando Baycott. And then uh, number seven, Kansas taking on number 18, Texas Tech, in a great Big 12 matchup. 
It's the same watch tickets to the top dogs uh, in the ACC right now. So coming in at first, still Miami at five and one. Um, who did they lose to? Um, I want to say that it was Wake Forest. Let me, no, let me check. Hold on. I I can't no. remember who it was, but I did watch the game or the very tail end. All right, let me see. Let me see. A second. Miami. It's Florida, Florida State, State, I think. Florida State, by a point, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and they were wearing those weird blue jerseys. Yeah. You know, I don't get it, but um, a great game down to the end. Um, I think that uh, Florida State, or no, Miami fouled with no foul to give right at the end. And the Florida State guy hits both shots and wins the game. But enough about Miami. Nobody cares about them. North Carolina coming in at second at 4-1. Duke also at 4-1 and one at, in the third spot. And then Florida State in fourth at 4-2. Four and two. And technically, Duke has a better overall record than North Carolina. So I put them... Uh, so they're technically supposed to be in second. But I'm assuming that North Carolina is going to beat Duke twice in that tiebreak will put Shimo over the edge, but mm. you never know. Um, but North Carolina did win last week, a dominant performance against Georgia Tech, um, dominating them, and continuing his dominance was Armando Baycott with um, a career-high 29 points wow. and 12 rebounds against Georgia Tech. He's playing spectacularly in the leading candidate for ACC Player of the Year. That was improved to 4-1, as Sam said. But next week, Sam, nobody cares about Miami. Well, tonight, the Trojans will have to take on the number one team in the ACC, and then they will go to Wake Forest. So very difficult games right there. Um, to go 2-0 would be incredible. Um, but Sam, why don't you give us our goal for next week? Um, our goal for the week? I mean, you don't just want to make your goal 1-1, one and one, you know? I right. think I think you got to go 2-0. and oh. You want to beat the number one team, and then Wake is a must, too. Yeah, um, you know, it's going to be a tough week. Um, but I got to ask you, Sam, uh, I, my dad was not a fan of me making this comparison. Mm. But let's just talk about the hypothetical here. Um, obviously, you know, Anton Jameson, a Providence Panther yeah, uh, forever. Um, but I have made the comparison to him as a college player in his statistical footprint, you know, 30 points to 15 rebound kind of games. Um, do you think that Armando Baycott could reach the peak that uh, Anton got to um, in his best days in North Carolina? Um, well, you have to look at it like this. Um, Anton Jameson was on really good teams with Vince Carter. and. You know, here, wait, my dad just came in the room. Right. Okay, man, I'm recording right now. Sorry about that. (laughs) All right, keep going. Okay, I'll just restart that. All right. Okay, so I think that Anton Jameson played on really good teams, like with Vince Carter, so he wasn't like the main guy. Whereas Baycott is, you know, the main guy um, mm-hmm. 
So it's not like he really has to, you know, fight anybody for those stats, whereas Anton Jameson did, and he still he still got to that level. So you're saying that it's pretty much impossible for Armando to – I mean, obviously, Anton was the National Player of the Year in 98, and I don't think Armando was quite there. No. Um, but, you know, it's just something to think about. Um, I think he definitely belongs yeah. um, as one of the Tar Heel great, uh, you know, front court players because he's playing awesome right now. And uh, i got to ask you, Sam, uh, Corey Alexander – who might be the most annoying commentator on the face of the planet. He does a lot of AC games, a lot of Tar Heel games. He says that Armando Baycott needs to be more aggressive and be more vicious around the rim. Uh, what do you think about these comments? Um, I mean, you know, it can't hurt to be more aggressive. Um, but, you know, I don't. I feel like that claim doesn't really have any any validity because – I mean, he's putting up 30 points a game. So, I mean, I don't know. I I feel like if we're winning and he's scoring as much as he's scoring, there's not really much to critique about his game. Mm. Wise words from Sam Carter. Uh, but that's going to do it uh, for this segment of Carl and Lowry. And uh, this episode, episode number 62, Sam, any final thoughts? No. Probably hear from us next Tuesday. Thank you.